Welcome to the Ed Newsstand Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to list one digital assessment that you can use in your classroom today. If you're a new listener to the podcast, each week I review educational tips related to G Suite or educational tips about Apple products as presented in my weekly newsletter to teachers. I'd love to hear from you. Please share your thoughts about this podcast by contacting me on the show page on Anchor FM or sending me a message on social media at Reynolds Troy on Twitter or at Ed Newsstand on Instagram. On this week's podcast, I'm going to continue the discussion on digital assessments. Now, this week, I want to look at the digital assessment quizzes. So if you're familiar with Kahoot, then you'll easily recognize quizzes because they're kind of like brother and sister to one another. Now, on the surface, quizzes looks like just another Kahoot. However, the similarities in gamifying assessments are about the only place that these two giants are similar. Now, Quizzes provides its feedback in an awesome way, and we'll get to that later on in the podcast. You can easily assign quizzes in class or as homework. It integrates super easily with Google, and their telescoping feature for creating assessments is an absolute game changer. There are so many awesome features, I can't wait to dig a little bit deeper with you in this episode. To get started using Quizzes, head over to their website at quizzes.com. Let's dive in. In our last episode, I mentioned how digital assessments can impact student learning. Now, in this episode, I want to talk specifically about gamification. I recently came across an article by Kriti Kahari on Medium, and it was entitled Education Practices Behind Gamification. Now, in the article, she writes that to bring gamification into the classroom, one must use game thinking. This involves applying the game mechanics to non-game situations. The classroom, for instance, such as the learning environment, encourages action on behalf of the player and leads to engagement. Gahari lists two types of gamification, and she says neither requires technology to be successful. The first type of gamification she talks about is content gamification. Her definition for content gamification is incorporating elements such as storytelling, challenge, curiosity, and mystery to alter the content and make it more game-like. The other type of gamification that she mentions is structural gamification. Structural gamification is defined as applying game elements such as scores and badges without changing the content itself. These elements help propel the learner through the content and allows them to assess their learning in comparison to others. Now, based on the design of quizzes and Kahoot, I believe they fall into the structural gamification category because the teacher designs content for the students to be tested on and to some extent, students assess their learning in comparison to others based on the final rankings. Now, even though both are based on speed for a higher score, it does reward knowledge and consistency because even if you don't complete the assessment first, you could still find your name atop the leaderboard if you get all the questions right at a consistent pace. I came across another article written by Madeline Will on edweek.org entitled Quests, Badges, and XP, How Teachers Are Using Digital Games. In the article, she says, The use of digital and online games has increased in classrooms over the past five years. And according to an annual survey results from the Irvine, California-based nonprofit Project Tomorrow, in 2017, 62% of teachers reported using digital or online games in their classrooms. And now that's up 30% from 2012. It's less clear how many teachers are gamifying an entire lesson or unit versus assigning single games to reinforce a specific concept. But both types of games have academic benefits. This according to Eric Klopfer, the director of the Scheller Teacher Education Program at MIT and the Education Arcade. The article goes on to say that digital education games have received pushback from parents and others 
who are concerned about children's screen time, data privacy, and the quality of the games. Now, many critics, Klopfer says, think of games as something that's frivolous and mindless, and then they think of educational games as chocolate-covered broccoli. Now, that's the nickname for situations in which the game is disconnected from learning. Often, the games are essentially worksheets without the paper and with some game elements thrown in. Quizzes and Kahoot, I believe, are far from chocolate-covered broccoli because the questions are structured around content, they can be enhanced with images, and they can be created for various levels. When you write or teleport a question in quizzes, you decide the length and time for the questions. This means you have students read a passage to find the main idea, they can work out a complicated math problem, or they can solve a chemistry equation. All of these possibilities are available in quizzes, which makes it far from chocolate-covered broccoli. Let's take a closer look at all the features. Quizzes describes itself as a self-paced learning tool that helps every student celebrate their achievements. Teachers use it to incorporate into their instruction, use it for review, and then use it for assessments to support students at all grade levels. For me though, the biggest difference between administering quizzes assessments versus Kahoot is that quizzes assessments are self-paced. Now if you administer a quizzes in class, students do compete against other students and the assessments are timed, but, and this is a big but, each student's assessment itself moves at the speed of the student. When you administer a Kahoot, students are taking each question at the same time and the leaderboard is revealed after each question. With quizzes, the leaderboard can be projected at the front of the room, but the leaderboard is constantly changing as students are answering questions. So even for that student that finishes first, they may not end up in first based on how the other students after them answer the questions. Also, when students have completed the assessment, they can review their results to see what they missed, which is totally different than what happens in Kahoot. After all students have completed the quizzes, the teacher can review the results with the whole class, and this is an awesome feature in quizzes. The teacher dashboard will show the overall accuracy of the class, it'll show the accuracy of each question specifically, it'll show the students which questions that they spent the most time on, and then one other interesting fact about the quizzes in general. Teachers can review the questions individually and then see the average time spent on each individual question. Students can also see their average amount of time spent per question, their overall accuracy, the number that they got correct, and then how many they got correct in a row. Now this is really important because if you walk around the room and you look at students' iPads specifically or even their computer at how they did on the quizzes, it's very interesting because you can have a discussion about a student that says, you know, maybe you don't want to spend just four seconds on average per question. Maybe we need to spend seven, maybe we need to spend 10, or maybe this is a math question and maybe you should have spent 15 seconds on it. But you can have those specific conversations with students. You can also easily email student results to parents from the dashboard, or you can download the results to a spreadsheet. Kahoot also allows you to save the results to your computer or to Google Drive or to play again. Now, within the spreadsheet, you can see total correct or incorrect, average points, review final scores, view an overall question summary, or few individual questions. Quizzes also allows you to do all of that from their dashboard on the website with no downloading necessary. Now that we've looked at some of the record keeping features of quizzes and what sets it apart from Kahoot, let's look at some of the quiz creation tools that are available within quizzes. Now, if you want to get started immediately playing a quizzes, you log in, search for a quiz based on a topic. You can hover over the quiz and review the questions in the preview pane just to the right of the quiz. And then to play, you click the play button in the top right corner of the preview pane or click on the quiz itself. There you can host a live game, assign it as homework, or you can play a solo game. You can also save the quiz to a folder or duplicate the quiz. 
You can also save the quiz to a folder or duplicate the quiz and edit to your preference. At the very top of the screen, you also have the option to share the quiz with other teachers at your school. You can share it through email or various social medias like Twitter and Facebook. You also have the option to copy the link or print the quiz. Before you attempt to start a live game, you have the option to assign the quizzes as homework. So I want to dig into that just a little bit deeper. You can set how long students will have to complete the quizzes, which means you have like kind of a two-week window. So one day, two day, whatever you want. And you also set the time that the quizzes must be completed. So maybe you want it to be set for the end of the school day. Then you set the gameplay settings, which we'll discuss a little bit further. And then you just host the game. The game code will appear and you'll have the option to share the homework through Google Classroom or Remind or you'll be given a link and the game code you can share in whatever learning management system that you'd like. Within that homework dashboard, you'll also see accuracy scores and players if you'd like to check in at any time. Quizzes describes itself as a self-paced learning tool that helps every student celebrate their achievements. Teachers use it to incorporate into their instruction, use it for review, and then use it for assessments to support students at all grade levels. For me though, the biggest difference between administering quizzes assessments versus Kahoot is that quizzes assessments are self-paced. Now if you administer a quizzes in class, students do compete against other students and the assessments are timed, but, and this is a big but, each student's assessment itself moves at the speed of the student. When you administer a Kahoot, students are taking each question at the same time and the leaderboard is revealed after each question. With quizzes, the leaderboard can be projected at the front of the room, but the leaderboard is constantly changing as students are answering questions. So even for that student that finishes first, they may not end up in first based on how the other students after them answer the questions. Also, when students have completed the assessment, they can review their results to see what they missed, which is totally different than what happens in Kahoot. After all students have completed the quizzes, the teacher can review the results with the whole class, and this is an awesome feature in quizzes. The teacher dashboard will show the overall accuracy of the class. It'll show the accuracy of each question specifically. It'll show the students which questions that they spent the most time on, and then one other interesting fact about the quizzes in general. Teachers can review the questions individually and then see the average time spent on each individual question. Students can also see their average amount of time spent per question, their overall accuracy, the number that they got correct, and then how many they got correct in a row. Now this is really important because if you walk around the room and you look at students' iPads specifically or even their computer at how they did on the quizzes, it's very interesting because you can have a discussion about a student that says, you know, maybe you don't want to spend just four seconds on average per question. Maybe we need to spend seven, maybe we need to spend 10, or maybe this is a math question and maybe you should have spent 15 seconds on it. But you can have those specific conversations with students. You can also easily email student results to parents from the dashboard, or you can download the results to a spreadsheet. Kahoot also allows you to save the results to your computer or to Google Drive or to play again. Now, within the spreadsheet, you can see total correct or incorrect, average points, review final scores, view an overall question summary, or view individual questions. Quizzes also allows you to do all of that from their dashboard on the website with no downloading necessary. Now that we've looked at some of the record keeping features of quizzes and what sets it apart from Kahoot, let's look at some of the quiz creation tools that are available within quizzes. Now, if you want to get started immediately playing a quizzes, you log in, search for a quiz based on a topic. You can hover over the quiz and review the questions in the preview pane just to the right of the quiz. And then to play, you click the play button in the top right corner of the preview pane or click on the quiz itself. There you can host a live game, assign it as homework, or you can play a solo game. 
You can also save the quiz to a folder or duplicate the quiz. You can also save the quiz to a folder or duplicate the quiz and edit to your preference. At the very top of the screen, you also have the option to share the quiz with other teachers at your school. You can share it through email or various social medias like Twitter and Facebook. You also have the option to copy the link or print the quiz. Before you attempt to start a live game, you have the option to assign the quizzes as homework. So I want to dig into that just a little bit deeper. You can set how long students will have to complete the quizzes, which means you have like kind of a two-week window. So one day, two day, whatever you want. And you also set the time that the quizzes must be completed. So maybe you want it to be set for the end of the school day. Then you set the gameplay settings, which we'll discuss a little bit further. And then you just host the game. The game code will appear and you'll have the option to share the homework through Google Classroom or Remind or You'll be given a link and the game code you can share in whatever learning management system that you'd like. Within that homework dashboard, you'll also see accuracy scores and players if you'd like to check in at any time. Now that you've found a quiz and played a quiz, it's time to create your own quizzes. The way you do that is to click on create a quiz. Provide a name for the quiz and then add a title, image, or GIF and select a class to which you'd like to assign the quizzes. Once you've started the basics, you can create a new question or you can find existing questions. This is the coolest part of quizzes. Finding existing questions is referred to as teleporting questions. To teleport questions, you search for a quiz the same way you did when you wanted to dive right in. Once your list has been generated, you click on a quiz and then the questions will preview just to the right of the search results. Look through each question Hover over the one that you want, that you find the most interesting and the most relevant to the quiz that you are going to add, and then you click Add. The question, and only the question, is added to your new quiz. That's right, you don't get the whole quiz that the person created, you just get that specific question. You can continue to look through the search results and add as many questions from that current quizzes that you looked at or any of the other quizzes that showed up in the search results. You can reorder the questions that you telescoped in and add your own questions if you find that you don't have enough. Now what will happen though, after you've teleported in your questions, you will have a blank question at the very top and it's very easy to just delete that question and have the teleported ones in there or the ones you teleported and the other ones that you created. Now the questions that are teleported in come with the created original user information. So if there are images with it or there is a length of time specific to that question, it is already there, but you are free to edit and change that in any way that you'd like. If you add your own questions, click on the purple plus button at the bottom of the screen, write your question, add an image to the question and to the answers if you'd like, and then add at least two different answer options with or without images. Now, if you'd like to add your own questions, just click on the purple plus at the bottom of the screen. You just type in your question, add an image to the question if you'd like, and then add at least two answer options, again, with or without images. The questions can be single answer or multi-answer, or I should say multiple select. You can also add more answer choices if you'd like, and then change the time on the questions anywhere from five seconds to 15 minutes. You'll see a preview of your questions displayed on the iPad just to the right of the questions that you are typing. When your quiz is all finished, select the grades and assign the quizzes to a class, and then guess what? You're ready to play. You can easily create a quizzes and start playing within five minutes. Let's talk about creating a quizzes from a spreadsheet. The final cool feature that you don't really know about with quizzes is that you have the ability to import questions from a spreadsheet. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this option is that if you want to generate a quizzes from a classroom quiz, you can easily do that. The final cool feature in quizzes is the ability to import questions from a spreadsheet. 
Now, the reason that I'm telling you about this option is that if you want to generate a classroom quiz from student questions, it's as easy as filling out a form. The first thing that you do is you send students a Google form filled with short answer and multiple choice questions. And within the newsletter, I've got a link to that form that you can easily just make a copy of to send out to your students. Once the students open the form, it looks like something that they filled out a million times before. The form asks them for their email address. It asks them to provide a question. It then asks them to provide four options as answers. Then it gives them a multiple choice question to choose the correct answer. So they choose A, B, C, or D. And then finally, there is a multiple choice section on students must choose how much time they want to use to answer the question. Now, if you want to edit the form before you send it out to students to change the time dynamic, you can certainly do that. Now, after all students have submitted the form to you, you have to generate a spreadsheet from the form. And that's very easy. You just go into the form, click that little spreadsheet icon at the top, and it will generate a new form for you. Once you get that form, you're going to want to duplicate the tab. And the reason that you're going to do this is because you are going to delete the first two columns that are in that tab because you don't need the timestamp and you don't actually need the email address. But it's nice to have the email address on another tab so you can see which students generate the questions. Once that's complete, you download the spreadsheet as a CSV and then upload that file to Quizzes where it asks you to import a Quizzes from a spreadsheet. You'll find that when you try to generate or when you're trying to create a new Quizzes, you'll see one of the options is to import a spreadsheet. You can find the links again to all of these forms and a video tutorial from Sons of Technology in the newsletter about creating a Quizzes from a form. Quizzes has been my go-to digital assessment on more occasions than I can even think about. I love all the features that it brings to gamification and that I like that students can take the quizzes at their own pace while still competing against their classmates. It's really interesting for me to see a student finish first place and get really excited only to have a student finish 30 seconds later because they got more right in a row or something jump to the very top. It's very, very exciting for me. I encourage you to check out all the resources and how you can use quizzes in your classroom. Those resources you can find on my website or in the newsletter. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune into our next episode. We talked about it a little bit, but we're going to take a closer look at the digital assessment tool, Kahoot. Until next time. Okay.